morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Thursday, December 22nd. On this day in 1989, the Brandenburg Gate in Berlin reopened for the first time in nearly three decades. Thousands of people poured into the streets, cheering and chanting to watch a historic ceremony as East and West Germany were reunified. The rest of the wall in the area was torn down later. Back in 1937, on this date, the mile-and-a-half-long Lincoln Tunnel opened for the first time under the Hudson River, connecting New Jersey to New York City. And a bit of trivia for you. Do you know the rock band that performed for the first time on this day in 1990? The band used the name Mookie Blaylock and was the opening act for Alice in Chains in Seattle. They went on to change their name and become one of the most popular and influential rock bands of all time. Do you know what band I'm talking about? I'll tell you the answer in just a bit. But first, let's hear our Thursday forecast. And good Thursday morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Sovine. Some showers early today, then drying out. And we'll see some sunshine, a few peaks of that this afternoon. Still a fair amount of clouds, still cool with temperatures in the 50s. May see a couple of showers return overnight early tomorrow morning. First alert weather days continue for Friday and Saturday for Christmas Eve. As falling temperatures are expected, we'll start out tomorrow morning at 55. That's early, then drop into the 30s as we go through most of the day with wind chills down in the 20s. That wind chill could drop down below 10 degrees for some of you by Christmas Eve morning with sunshine temperature 37 Christmas Eve 42 on Christmas Day. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast from the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Morning Y'all is sponsored by MUSC Health. Join a team that's changing what's possible. MUSC Health is hiring for all locations and various positions, including radiology, path and lab, maintenance, and a number of other professions. Find out more about the competitive pay rates and benefits or review a more comprehensive list of current openings at muschealth.org slash careers. MUSC Health, changing what's possible. And now our news headlines. News just into our first alert desk at this hour. An arrest has been made in a bank robbery in North Charleston. Police say this man, 31-year-old David Lawrence Brown, entered the CPM Federal Credit Union on East Montague and slipped a bank teller a note demanding money. The teller handed over an unspecified amount and Brown fled. This all happened back on November 30th. Police have been looking for him ever since. Now, with the help of the U.S. Marshals, Brown was located in Monk's Corner and arrested last night without incident. He's currently in the Alcana Detention Center awaiting a bond hearing, which could come as early as this morning. That's the latest here from our first alert desk. Katie, Aisha, back to you guys. A man is in custody after an hours-long standoff in Dorchester County. Officials with the Dorchester County Sheriff's Office say they responded to Cedar Grove Drive yesterday afternoon around 2.30 to serve multiple arrest warrants. Deputies tell us 21-year-old Elion White was wanted on multiple felony charges, including armed robbery and kidnapping. According to the sheriff's office, after trying to make contact with White and after using a flashbang grenade and tear gas to try and get him out of the house, the SWAT team went inside. They were able to arrest him around 5.30 yesterday. This is an ongoing investigation. Deputies are still working the case. White is expected to have a bond hearing this afternoon.
A federal grand jury has indicted a Goose Creek man for the production and possession of child pornography. The indictment alleges that Mikel Mancino coerced a child to engage in sexually explicit activity in order to create a visual depiction of the conduct. Now the U.S. Attorney's Office says the case is part of a project Safehood or Safe Childhood, which is a nationwide effort to fight child exploitation and abuse. Mancino could face up to 30 years in prison. The former convicted, the former uh, CEO of Palmetto State Bank is requesting a new trial. Prosecutors accuse him of conspiring with disbarred attorney Alec Murdoch to steal from Murdoch's clients. Last month, a federal jury convicted Russell Lafitte on six charges related to financial crimes. Each charge holds a maximum sentence of up to 30 years in prison with a $1 million fine. Nine hours into the 11-hour deliberation, two of the jurors were replaced by alternates. A motion was filed Tuesday to seal two juror affidavits in the case. It was initially approved, but then canceled by the defendants. After that, another motion was filed and Lafitte is requesting the court hold a hearing on the jury issues raised in the juror affidavits and is asking for a new trial. Firefighters with the St. John's Fire District delivered toys and supplies with their annual Stuff a Truck program. District Captain Stephen Manti says he's thankful for the contributions they received to help the families, and he wants to turn Stuff a Truck into a store for families in the future. Families in need were chosen from schools in the area and were gifted toys and gifts from their wish list and a $500 gift card to Food Lion. This is what it's about for me, like seeing that community come together. Just when you think everything's so bad out there, you know, something like this happens. It's, it's great. It's great. Captain Manti says along with the firefighters and the department, he's thankful for the community involvement. Some people in the town of Awandaw say they fear their low country waterways will soon be polluted from overdevelopment of septic tanks. Now a nonprofit environmental law firm has filed a complaint hoping to get DHEC to have more oversight of septic systems on the coastline. Yeah, Anna Harris spoke with that group, and they are passionate about saving these waterways and ensuring wildlife is here to stay. Two environmental organizations want the South Carolina Department of Health and Environmental Control to have more of an oversight on septic systems that are being installed by the entire coastline. Because of that, they filed this complaint in November that is now making its way through the circuit court. Emily Nellermo, one of the lead attorneys representing Charleston Waterkeeper and Coastal Conservation League, the two environmental organizations of the Lowcountry, is fighting to keep these waterways pollution free. One of the many areas of concern is in the town of Allwindaw. Back in the spring, the town's planning commission approved two large residential subdivisions, resulting in more than 400 septic tanks coming right next to the Cape Romaine National Wildlife Refuge. Some people of Allwindaw say they believe this area was improperly rezoned years ago. Officials with Charleston Waterkeepers say there's evidence that septic tanks, especially clustered at high densities, can discharge pollution by creeks and rivers. He says any activities like fishing and shrimping that make the Lowcountry lifestyle and living here in the Lowcountry so special are put at risk. I reached out to DHEC for a response and they said they do not comment on pending litigation. However, Nellermo says she heard from them recently and they say they do not have to use their specialized agency to review these permits and they are not breaking any law. We believe that it was improperly um, authorized, uh, that the zoning change was improperly done, and uh, that there are a myriad of other reasons why this should not go forward. It will do irreparable harm to this ecosystem.
I reached out to the town of Allendale for a comment and have not yet received a response. Nellermo says the timeline of this complaint will depend on court scheduling, so there is not a set date of when further action will be taken. In Charleston, Anna Harris, Live 5 News. Charleston County officials say the Isle of Palms County Park will be closed the first two months of the new year while the park undergoes improvements. The Charleston County Parks and Recreation Commission says the park, including its parking lot, beach, playground, restrooms, and shower facilities will be closed to the public from January 1st through the end of February. Part of the project aims to rebuild the ramp and improve the main beach access in the park center building. A years-long project and vision to improve the Folly Road corridor has wrapped up another year of research and plans. Sidewalks and bike paths are coming to that area in the next few years. Now, officials say it's part of the years-long Rethink Folly Road plan. The goal is to make the corridor through James Island more walkable, bikeable, and connected to the neighborhoods nearby. Phase 1 construction is set to begin in the spring and last two years. It's going to cover the area from Lowe's to Walmart on Folly Road. A rethink Folly is about reimagining what that sort of thoroughfare would look like, making it more of a community so that businesses um, and, and people can walk to those various businesses. It's more of what you think of, I guess, on Coleman Boulevard right now, as opposed to the Highway 17, which is a controlled access highway. Um, we want it to feel more like the town, the town of James Island atmosphere. Officials are still working long term on phases two and three to address other portions of the road. The Charleston International Airport has a busy few days in store. To prepare for this influx of travelers, airport officials say they've taken extra steps to make sure everyone gets to their holiday destinations on time. Our Molly McBride, she joins us live from the airport right now. And Molly, how are things out there where you are? I see a little, a few people in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, Aisha, travelers are already getting here. Even though it's early, they're already arriving, checking in for their flights. As you can see behind me, definitely more hustle and bustle than a typical day at this time, which is right on track because airport officials tell me that they're expecting today to be the busiest travel day of this week. I spoke to Elliot Summy, the CEO of the Charleston County Aviation Authority, who tells me last year almost 85,000 passengers passed through the airport from December 20th to January 2nd. And this year, they're expecting that number to increase by about 8%. Sami says they're upping staff to prepare for this few busy days. He says inside they'll have an increased number of TSA and ticketing agents. And on the outside, there will be more police directing traffic. They've also opened Economy Lot B up for parking. And shuttles will be running more frequently from parking to the front curb. We're making sure, as you can see, we've got folks cleaning constantly here. We want to make sure it stays clean and healthy. You know, COVID is obviously not what it was a year or two ago, but we want to continue to keep people healthy and happy. So we've, we're staffed up in a major way. Um, the infrastructure's here and ready to go. So we're, we're ready and prepared. Sami says he's encouraging folks to get here about two hours before their flight to avoid stress and to be patient with the airport staff. He's also sending a reminder to leave fireworks and firearms at home. Reporting live at Charleston County, Charleston International Airport, I'm Molly McBride, Live 5 News. Back to our trivia question. I mentioned a band that performed for the first time on this day in 1990. 
In that performance, the band was called Mookie Blaylock, which you might not recognize, but I know you know their name now. That band, Pearl Jam. Celebrating birthdays on this Thursday, former news anchor Diane Sawyer turned 77 today. Pop singer Megan Trainer is 29. Actor Hector Elizondo, who played roles in movies like The Princess Diaries and Pretty Woman, he turns 86. And rapper DaBaby turns 31. Thanks for starting your morning with us here at Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning, y'all. Produced every weekday morning and sponsored by MUSC Health. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen anytime at live5news.com slash podcasts. And download the free Live 5 News app for your mobile device for the latest local news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.